amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio.
Everything begins with an honest, open conversation. The Empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from childcare, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Starting January the 7th, Love Lessons are going live on the Empire. We're going to learn about love, the types of love, and explore the reasons why we are or are not in love. Everybody is love and is made in the image of it, but what exactly are we reflecting? What are we drawing to ourselves? Let's learn about love together. Call in on Wednesdays at 8 Central with the Empress and guest co-hosts who too want to weigh in on what love means, how it's used to grow. Every Wednesday for the month of January at 646-478-5625 at 8 Central where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Sunday, January the 11th. It's moving right along. It's going so fast. I can't keep up, Uh, but I'm trying my best to. Today has been a wonderful day, very laid back for me. Um, I have spent the day with my babies, and it has been a great, great, great day. I, I, I have actually gone so far as to just chill when my body says to chill. Um, um, I'm going to actually play just a little bit. I have my my, my guests having issues with getting on, but uh, I'm going to give you just a short commercial, uh, and then we're going to get started because tonight's show is going to be great. Um, and if you can hear me, Melanin, please just send me the last four digits of your number or the number you would like me to call you in on. I will get to you uh, because we got some talking to do, okay? Every time. This is not a, a shocker to me because every time we have a great show planned, something happens like this, but that's okay. Um, I'm, I'm texting you now. What number can I call you in on? And as soon as you get that number to me, we're going to get started because, baby, let me tell you something. Baby, it's going to go down. i tell you one thing before we take this little short commercial break. I ended up uh, going to see the movie Selma with my children today. I was not really sure whether or not I wanted them to go, but I think it was a good thing. Uh, I, I enjoyed myself, and they did too. I was so excited that they recognized some of the things that were actually in the in the movie, had a lot of history in there, had a lot of beautiful uh, re-informations with what has happened to our people. You know what? It's not a pretty story. And I, I actually posted a question just to see how many other people were going to have um, 
their children go and uh, what age that would start at. And a lot of people had differing ideas. Uh, one, one of my girlfriends said, no, I think this is a little bit much for them. I don't think this is something that will be appropriate for them until they're a little bit older, uh, while other of my friends felt like this was absolutely something they needed to know. Um, and I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I can't say what it is for other people or what is appropriate for them. But I tell you what, I'm glad that I took my children. They enjoyed it. I don't think it was traumatizing to them. And and one of my friends actually told me this. They said it is actually um, um, it is actually appropriate for them and that it is the best thing um, that I could have done um, is to expose them to a truth that just is, and if not, if 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 not uh, now, then what time would actually be appropriate? The truth is this: um, it happens. It's not something made up. It is a truth that's hard to swallow wherever you are, whatever you suppose. And um, I'm going to say this: I want for sure for anybody to. Uh, just rid their minds of what you think it is going to be because it was it was good for me. It was absolutely good for me. And Melanin, I am sending you a text now, um, and hopefully you can hear. Some of the lines are already filling up. I know that this. I know. I know that this. You know, a lot of people have a lot to say about a lot of things, but this was so appropriately timed. I don't think there could have been a better outcoming with regard to this particular show. People need to see this truth, and it's not one of those um, hard-to-watch films. I think if you had no history lesson at all, it would fill you in on everything that you need to know. Um I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to, to, to talk about this white privilege thing. And, and listen, you know, I, I, I had some misgivings with, you know, going on air with saying my truth because I think a lot of people think that I'm um, a little bit of a racist. I don't think that I'm racist at all. I think what I am is I'm a realist. I know exactly where the truth is and where it sits. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to open this discussion up to persons other than myself. Uh, I think that there's no way for us to have this discussion without actually telling the truth and telling it like it is. It ain't pretty all the time, um, and that, that's how it's going to roll. Um, I'm going to play a short, another little short commercial, and hopefully we're going to get our special guest on the line. And um, we've got lots of people on the line, and let me go ahead and give the disclaimer before I go. This show is your show. This is the empire. This is where you're able to say your truth at your will as much as you want or as little as you want. We open up the line sometimes just to let people vent and let people have their say, and nothing's absolutely wrong unless I just feel like I want to say that you are, but I'm not here to silence you. I'm actually here to share. I'm actually here to learn. I want to know what you know, and I want to know what you feel. We'll talk about what is in the books as the definition, and we'll also talk about what is actually happening in your lives. And, you know, you can't change what people feel, okay? You, you can't change what people feel, what is their truth and whatever it is or is not. Uh, we have to just let it ride like that. So let's play this short commercial, and hopefully I'll be able to get my queen on the The Atlanta Mardi Gras Ball is returning once again. 
Saturday, February the 7th, 2015, to celebrate and pay homage to the Carnival's most popular tradition. From Mobile, Alabama to Atlanta, Georgia, let the good times roll. Text ATL Mardi Gras to 545454. Again, that's just text ATL Mardi Gras to 545454. It's a BYOB affair. Tell them the Empress sent you. Starting January the 7th, Love Lessons are going live on the Empire. We're going to learn about love, the types of love, and explore the reasons why we are or are not in love. Everybody is love and is made in the image of it, but what exactly are we reflecting? What are we drawing to ourselves? Let's learn about love together. Call in on Wednesday at 8 Central with the Empress and guest co-hosts who too want to weigh in on what love means, how it's used to grow. Every Wednesday for the month of January at 646-478-5625 at 8 Central where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Okay, so we are back, and I think I have my queen on the line. If you can hear me, I can see your number. Are you there, sister? Are you there? Hello? Hey! Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, I I can hear you. Oh, yay! Yay! Let's place my paw today, because I was about to get scared. I was about to get here, honey. Let's see. We got our queen on the line, and it's about to go down. I was talking a little bit ahead of time, trying to just get you on here, make sure that we had a proper introduction for you. And I'll Mm -hmm. say this. um, We want you to feel at ease. We want you to say what your truth is. And let me just tell the people how I got to know. And I'm going to call you queen. Now, First, I want you to pronounce your name correctly because I hate butchering people's names. I know you're uh, melanin, but how do you say yes. your the rest of your name? It's melanin to tech. Melanin, melanin to tech. Oh, really? They had to break it up like that. Melanin to tech. Melanin to Yes, it's Su-tech. a beautiful name yes. for a beautiful woman. Let me tell you, I was online. A couple of weeks ago, um, right before the, I think it was before the new year, and I was uh, looking at all of the news, just like everybody else around the world, and one of my girlfriends hit me up and she said, you've got to see this video. You've got to hear what she's got to say. And I was like, mm-mm, I don't want to hear anybody else say something that just doesn't make any sense. I just didn't want to even hear it. And she was like, would you please just look at the video? And, oh, mm-hmm. my God, I was so glad that I did and so excited to hear your truth and to hear your unapologetic nature of just having a sound opinion, whether or not people believe in it or not. And I think that um, it, is, it was refreshing for me, and I'm hoping to have that same type of experience tonight with you. The lines are already full, and what we do here on The Empire is we let people have their say and I wanted to introduce you uh, with uh, with knowing everything there is to know about you. But I'll let you do that yourself, Melanie. If you could introduce yourself to the people here on the Empire. Okay. Can you hear me? I can. Okay. I'm just making sure because I just put my headphones in so I can make sure I hear what everybody is saying. But you said to, to introduce myself. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, my quest and my journey and uh, what I feel is my mission is to 
combat uh, feminism, not just the sisters per se, but the organization and mentality of feminism. Also, I'm teaming up with a couple of individuals to join forces in giving single black fathers voices in the legal system when it comes to family court. A lot of them are being taken advantage of. They don't have money for legal assistance, and, you know, they need they need assistance because some of our sisters, you know, through whatever has happened in a the relationship, they, I would have to say they would use their child as a tool to upset the father, and uh-huh. they need to understand the value of why it's important to have a father day, especially if he wants to be there. Why restrict a good father? You know, some of us really, uh-huh. as single mothers, wish that we had men that wanted to be activists, and I just feel it's wrong when a man is fighting to be there that through um, being upset or whatever you're going through, you lose sight of the child. So I, 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 but before we get into the whole legal system, you know, to design a plan where the family can come out and, you know, receive some counseling so they can work through that, so they can avoid the court system and work through it um, together and be co-parents. I think that is so refreshing to hear a black woman say those things without apology because I think a lot of the times we just ride with whatever the attitude is in society and it is mm-hmm. right now as it stands is that all we want is a check and that we don't care about our children having fathers in the home and being a participating part of their lives as a whole, and that's just not the truth. Um, right. I had in, invited invited you to the show to talk tonight about white privilege because I think that yes. um, me personally, I did not really, I had never really studied the idea of it, so I had to, of course, like I always do, I have to just research with as much uh, as I can and entrusting what I do read to be the truth. And actually, it's, a lot of information is there. It's all, everything that we need to know about is out there. It's just uh, up to us to get out there and, and look for it. And white privilege is in every dictionary, every uh, trainer, every, anything that you need to know about it. It's out there, and it's very plain. Just the generic uh, de- uh, definition of it is that it is the right or benefit given to uh, non-colored people they, mm-hmm. that have the special opportunity or an unequal advantage. And the reason, let me tell you one other thing, the reason why I wanted to do this show, at the mm-hmm. time of all of, of everything that's going on in the world with blacks and whites, which has, you know, never stopped, but as big as it's gotten in the media, the University of Notre Dame decided that it was a proper time to introduce a course for the spring of this year entitled White Privilege. They said it, it is going to be, well, it, it actually has already been uh, closed because you had till the end of last year to, to schedule for it. It's a six-week class that is supposed to explore the causes and effects of white privilege. Well, in order for you to explore that, you would have to first be able to identify that it is so and to admit that it is true. A lot of people actually don't think that, Black, uh, white privilege exists, and if if you were to define what white privilege is uh, by example, what exactly would you say that is, uh, Melanie? Um, from from my from my field, white privilege stems from basically the history of their forefathers and the things that they had to do to 
make sure that their offsprings, their future bloodline, have this privilege. And I believe um, a lot of Caucasians don't see how they have the privilege. So, um, to my, from my experience, white privilege is something where, like finding employment, we both can have the same credentials. But because of who I am or the way I express myself, such as being natural and things like that, I have to worry extra about being hired, about, you know, just can I be myself? And, Uh you know, watching a lot of things like 2020, they broke down how even convicted white men still get jobs faster than black men who never been incarcerated with a degree. So when it comes to that dynamic, um, when it comes to education, just like they have um, zone schools. You know, people keep getting upset at me when I discuss um, segregation, but everybody else practices segregation. So uh, there's many different ways to see. And if, uh, and if also you watch um, What Would You Do, um, his experiments show how whites are more racist than any other um, ethnic group here in America. Well, you, it, it's not a secret. It's, it's actually right. right. In our faces, I was I did a little bit of research on that as well, and actually there have been reports and studies from colleges here and there, whether they're Ivy League or whether they're just community college. There are actual studies, and there was a, a, a link, and I'm going to put it up after the show is over. But there were examples of ex of, of, of white privilege in the Western world that is just mm-hmm. a generic expectation that can be defined as having white privilege. The very first one is that uh, white privilege, of course, is having the advantage of certain things happening, but also certain things not happening to you because of the color of your skin. And the very first thing was the likelihood to be arrested. It said people of color are 30% more opt to be arrested, even though they are the minority of Every population, no matter how you slice it, it says there are 60% of the U.S. prison population, and the studies have shown that there are no more whites than blacks or Latinos who use drugs, have committed uh, acts mm-hmm. related to drugs, which is what most people want to say, you know, it's a drug, it's drug-related uh, happening. There are no studies that show that one race of people are more likely than the other, but for some reason the mi- minority of people are the majority of the incarcerated. Uh, right. Another example is that white people uh, are more likely to go to college and th- mm-hmm. this is actually the basis of the Big Brother initiative by Barack Obama. I don't know who agrees with him or not, but the truth is here in black and white. There's a 2013 report by the University of Georgetown where white mm-hmm. students are overrepresented in every major learning institution and 468 of the elite institutions. How does that affect uh, black pride? Because I know we're talking about white privilege, but the opposite of white privilege, I kind of think, is black pride. Do you think that people understand that correlation? Um, I think, I don't, it depends. It depends on your upbringing and what you would study to see the correlation to combat white privilege is to um, indulge in, like, black empowerment. Okay. So I, well, personally, gonna, I see mm-hmm. the correlation. 
I see the correlation. Okay, so you're if if you say I, I don't understand how people cannot see um, that if you have a majority of a people incarcerated, a majority of the people unfairly uh, put in jail, but also kept from being educated, and education right. is supposedly the key. How can you not see it? I want to go ahead and open up the lines for anyone who okay. has any questions for Melanin. Um, and how I identify you is by the last four digits of your phone number. If you do not want to talk, that is absolutely fine. But please don't let me talk to myself. Uh, I can talk <laughs> to myself. But we are on the line. And our first caller's last four digits are 5336. 5336, you're on the air. Can you hear us? Hey, hey. Hello. Good evening, everybody. Hey, Sharon. Hey, Melanin. How are y'all? Good. Doing okay. This is Shaniqua. I know who this is. Yes. <laughs> you have you have a question for our guest? Uh, I I think I kind of explained it all. You know what I was thinking about the same thing along the lines of what mm-hmm. the definition of the, the white privilege is. Um, I think you know pretty much y'all did kind of you know lay it down for everybody. And um, I really don't have any questions right now. I guess I will later. You know, as the show goes on, but um. Right now, I'm just in agreement with you guys. I think that y'all hit the nail on the head. And then it's more to it, too, you know, but, you know, for beginners, I think you guys did a wonderful job explaining it. Okay. Now, Shaniqua, Miss Melanin is in. Aren't you in New York, New York, ma'am? Yes, Miss Melanin? Oh, yes. Yes, I, yes. I, I'm from New York City. I thought she was asking her. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, Shanique was here in the Bama Bama with me, and I'm wanting, right. I'm wanting to ask, ask a question, and I thought maybe uh, some someone from here uh, would maybe even think the same. Do you think that there is a difference in the attitude toward black people in the north versus the south? Now, I'm not, I'm not sure if you've ever been here. I don't anticipate that it's a grand difference, but I have heard a lot of people from the North, black and white alike, say that, you know, that's a Southern thing, that's a Southern issue, but the truth of the matter, does not race affect you as a black female in New York? I feel when it comes to brothers and sisters up North and in New York City, I feel when it comes to white people, they're more phony with it. They're not outright with it, so they know how they know how to play the game. As in, when it's out, they'll let you know exactly how they feel, where they stand, and their viewpoint of So out here, that's why it's hard to uh, teach the truth to brothers and sisters because they act like they don't see it. And the first thing they want to say, well, what are my good friends are white? Just like I can be like saying, hey, why are my best friends are black? So it's a, it's a bunch of denial going on out here and phoniness and you know, I, I can commend um, the whites that are in the South um, that outright tell you how, how, how they feel. Like, I appreciate when people are honest. Uh-huh. I think that the easiest, th- the hardest thing for me to hear, but the easiest thing for people who are non-black to say is that I have a, a black friend or something yeah. to that effect. And it's so, I understand the effort uh, in yeah. trying to, uh, you know, to kumbaya, but it's not quite, yeah. it doesn't really work. It doesn't really work with me. 4101, you're on the air, and can you hear me? 4101? 
Okay. Okay. I'm going to uh, announce the last four digits of your phone number. And if you don't know what number you're calling from, I can kind of understand that because I don't know mine most of the time. But I introduce you by the last four digits of the number that you're calling from, and I would love for you to just say something if you do hear the last four digits of your number. 9179, are you there and can you hear me? Nine one seven nine. You're on the internet. Nine one seven nine. No, nobody wants to talk to me or Melanie. You know that's okay because we can really just keep going by ourselves. Because the truth of the matter is, this is not a brand new issue. I want to talk about another little issue that met the list here on the 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 white privilege issues. It said that white people are less likely to be labeled as angry. I could not believe that that made the list. Mm-hmm. And in particular, it talked about black women. You know, I'm not oh. shocked at that either. You know, the whole black man, black woman idea came, uh, it's almost an understatement with uh, black women here because it's like an understatement that that's who we are, and I don't think that that is the truth. Do you think that the media perpetuates the angry black woman, Melanin? Um, I definitely believe they perpetuate it, but I think it is something that is plaguing black women in general because when I just go outside in my community and things like that, um, I, I do see the undertone of anger and disappointment, but we have to understand our circumstances as a people. But I think the the way they're representing it on TV is a misrepresentation of where the anger or these outbursts are truly coming from. And I do believe that as sisters, we need to find a way to pretty much exhale to stop uh-huh. with with the anger or, or just being outside and just having a mean mugging face. Because I used to have that uh-huh. too. And brothers used to be like, sister, why are you looking so mean or angry? And I didn't <laughs> know that this is how my face looked. But, but that's right. your subconscious mind letting you know that your body's expressing how you're feeling even though you're suppressing it. So I feel mm-hmm. us as a people that we're hurting so bad and it's at its boiling point where it's, uh-huh. it's being at a point where we can't control it. But I don't like uh-huh. how the TV's – I don't like how the TV's portraying us to be loud mouth and things like that because black women are loud mouth because our mouth has been our tool that we've been using for centuries now to fight back uh-huh. the things that are bothering us. So I think we have to go right. to the, the deeper meaning of why we're being as hostile in this day and age now. Well, let me tell you something. Baby, I saw your video about Ray Rice, and I wanted to just blast it everywhere because you spoke the truth. Now, I I didn't see it before um, scheduling you for the show, but, I, I mean, I think that it took courage for – you to actually say that truth because I totally agree. I think you spoke the same truth that uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg spoke. I think you spoke the same truth that Stephen Adams spoke, but I think you said it in in a way that was more plain. I think that people could uh, identify with it. And and for those of you who haven't seen it, just tell us what you had to say about the whole Ray Rice issue with regard to the uh, responsibility of black women. Right. Uh, my my stance came from basically saying 
we don't know how the whole situation came about. So to prejudge a brother from how he reacted after somebody came into his space. Now, we have to understand people have a right. From what I understand, even talking with police officers, somebody is considered a threat if they're in arm's length in your space. Mm -hmm. You have the right to defend Mm -hmm. yourself. As we proceeded to watch the video, she's yelling and screaming. Now, let's go back. Before they got into the elevator, if she's yelling and screaming in his face, before they, I mean, even if you see in the elevator, imagine what she was doing to this brother in the car or the whole day. Mm -hmm. Like, sisters, Mm -hmm. we need to address how we're conducting ourselves and how we think we can combat a man. That needs to stop. Mm -hmm. And I believe that she Mm -hmm. got a brother, and I've seen sisters do this on the street. They get brothers to that point where they have to now handle you like a threat. And she got in his face Uh a little bit too much, and he laid her out. Some women got Uh mad at me because they're like, oh, so now you condone a man beating her? I said, first of all, a man that abuses a woman, he doesn't stop at a punch. I my I come uh-huh. from growing up in a uh with my parents in a domestic violence situation. Men that beat on uh-huh. women, they beat you till they can't beat you no more till you de- till you almost unconscious. He hit her one time. He didn't proceed to stomp her or anything else. He hit her one time and then he pulled out the elevator. Uh-huh. He could have left her, he could have walked out and just laid her there. But people's like, Well, why he had to drag her? I mean, in the midst of being upset, somebody cannot be affectionate towards you when they're mad. He's she's right. like he even dragged her out. And, you know, and talk right. to somebody. So a lot of us feel to realize how men or our brothers are being abused. But it's, it's but in society, it's a suppressed issue because it makes men, it's, it's like if you report a woman beating on you, you feel like you're a, a coward or a punk or why can't you handle a woman? So a lot of these uh-huh. men that are being beat on, where can they go? To receive help, I mean, outside of, of course, breaking up with her. But, you mm-hmm. know, these are things that mm-hmm. have to stop. And, and and growing up, a lot of teenage girls, it starts from young ages of nobody telling them to stay out of a boy's face. My mother raised me to stay out of boys' faces. I was never the type, I argued with men. But to get to that mm-hmm. point where you can sense him getting pumped to where he's about to strike you, no, I never put myself mm-hmm. in a situation to be striked by a man. Sorry. Well, I was so, I just couldn't believe that you actually said it. I, I, I said it myself on the show. 4122, are you there and can you hear me? Yes, um, Empress, can you hear me? I sure can. Let me let me say yes. good evening and uh, Melanin, good evening. I, I good evening. have been listening in for the past 10 minutes or so, and I have to say that you're one of the few women who has articulated the side that you have. A, B, it it would take a woman to be able to say that and have it heard because see, if a man said that, he'd automatically be labeled as one who justified mm-hmm. abuse. You understand what I'm saying? So I want to I want to thank you for your perspective. And and it's interesting because I was in a verbally abusive relationship mm-hmm. and it, it got to the point where I told the individual I will call the I will go to the police on you because I don't play that I'm not going to put my hands right, on right. you but you're not going to speak to me in any kind of way I'm not right. used to that I'm not going to accept that you understand mm-hmm. and if, if I say too much more the person may know who I'm talking about but suffice it to say that you are 10,000% correct I happen to be a man of color African American man and and 
there are times that we are verbally and physically abused. You have to yep. understand, and and where the line is drawn in terms of the Ray Rice tape and what actually happened. But you, That's you're right. raising a, uh-huh. you're raising a very valid point. I think that women need to understand and 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 see the cues if that's the right word, when a brother is getting to that point. No, nothing yes. justifies a, a man hitting a woman. At the same time, ladies, know when he's being provoked and know when to stop. Yes. Uh-huh. See, yes. Know, know when to stop, you understand? Know when to to to, uh, to know that, you know what, I've said enough. If he starts walking uh-huh. away, you've said enough. If he starts yep. saying, yo, baby, listen, chill, fall back, uh-huh. he's, you said enough. You understand what I'm saying? Right. No. Michael, I know that you've seen, and Melanie, I'm sure you probably have seen, too, the video of the female who is antagonizing this guy on the subway, I think, in New York, mm-hmm. and he slaps the bejesus out of her, yeah. which I think she was warranted because she put her hand on him. Now, I, 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 I got to say my little spiel because I am a domestic violence recoverer. I am an yeah. advocate for those who do not have the words to speak. But in nine out of ten of the times, most women know how to say exactly what's going to piss them off. And that's yes, black, exactly. white, Asian, Indian, yeah, Korean. We know how to piss you off. And we know exactly. what to say, and we know when we've gone too far. And the thing about it is, is not that men aren't articulate. It's just they are not made in a way to have battles of war with words. And and when you catch a man yes. who can fuss you out like a woman, that's a, a, a bitch to me. I don't like men who do exactly. a whole lot of talking. And 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 feminine. women, if we're if we're tra- right, it's a feminine trait. And and I'm not saying yes. that I advocate at all men putting their hands on women, but exactly what would a woman expect if you push a man to the brink where he has no other defense but his fist? 1305, are you there and can you hear me? 1305, can you hear me? I guess you can, but you ain't saying nothing. 1305. <laughs> Empress, I'm, okay. I'm still on the line too, and um, okay, go I, ahead, Mike. Go ahead. I've, I've, I've discovered this as a man myself that mm-hmm. with 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 African American men, there is a direct mm-hmm. correlation between a man's ability to communicate verbally and his propensity not an African American man, and, and of course, your exception to every rule can communicate his feelings then he is less prone to be violent, if you will, in that kind of situation, or with another black man. On the other hand, the extent to which a a black man, African-American man, is not comfortable communicating verbally, he is more prone to use his fist, if you will, or a gun or another weapon. And, Mm -hmm. and, And I say that because I'm a boxer. I studied martial arts for years. I'm around physical gladiator type men. You understand? And, and and I've seen that. I've you know, and I've been around the hood. I see brothers who can communicate like, hey, let's talk about it. But a brother who may not feel comfortable articulating himself, then then that there's that impulse to, to be physical and I'm saying that uh, around this whole point of women provoking a man. You see, I, I mean I'm pretty I'm a pretty good communicator, so uh-huh. I know how to I mean, I would never curse women out like that. However, uh-huh. I'm able to, to communicate so my first, 
However, now, Melanin said, let me tell you, Melanin right. said something in her uh, in her um, video on that that she is particular to a certain build of man, and I think we might be related yes. on that too, because <laughs> I'm not trying to have. <laughs> I'm okay, not I like have a warrior, <laughs> baby. I'm talking about a emperor. Yes, I'm someone right. who yes. is going to be able to protect, and I believe that that comes with stature. So if I'm going, you know, and I'm not trying, I'm, I'm not going to say that a little bitty man is not still a man because when you get a, a man mad or a woman mad, you become right. different, almost superhuman sometimes. So right. tell us what you had to say about the size of man to Melanie. Um, yes, um, I like my men. I mean, my men. I like my man. Sorry, um, <laughs> around from five ten to six foot five or six six. Uh, you know, muscular build or a nice husky built like a football player because it just makes me feel protected. And with me being a woman that has an extra few pounds on, it, it makes me feel small. So I feel like when I'm in this presence, um, when it comes to us being out in public, I know that if a threat was to come to me, they would, like, think twice because they're like, yo, he's big, he looks like he work out. So, you know, I don't know. It's just it's about a protection thing. I mean, when a woman thinks of her night in shiny armor, and a lot of short brothers for some reason like to argue and battle the fact that when a person, when a woman, no matter what the race is of a night in shiny armor, it's you mostly oh. envision a man that you can look up to that's taller than you Baby. and his chest is right there in your face. And I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying that to, you know, because there's been arguments about brothers who've been shorter talking about, what about the personality? But I'm, I'm telling you what's my preference and what I right. would like for my son to have right. to appeal right. to a woman. I like a man to look like a man. Sorry, no offense. Right, and ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm a woman with a few extra pounds myself, but I am <laughs> tight to death. I'm telling you, I can pull them from all shapes, sizes, and, and cultures. That's right. But it's not. It's not about. It's not that a man who is taller is more man than a man that is short. It's just a right. preference, and 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 that that, right. that is just the truth. And this is not to say that you can't. And when I talk about relationships, I'm usually just talking about. What I personally yes. feel, and I always save that for the end of the show or whatever. I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody who has chosen outside of their race, but I do have a preference for black men, right. and I'm not apologetic for it. How do you right. uh, uh, feel about uh, interracial relationships and how that uh, affects black pride, black uh, movement, and right. black progression? Well, like in my video. Um, in my video, I had stated uh, why black men love non-black women, and I'll proceed to make a part two. Um, when brothers uh, essentially date outside their race, I feel like it's because they're trying to emulate the white man, and they're abandoning their divine duties to restore their nation. Um, because, like I said, when it comes to dating another uh, race of woman, what does that woman need you for outside of sex and a, a companion. You don't offer power, land, and sovereignty. These other women automatically get it from their fathers. So what I'm saying mm -hmm. is that what does a non-black woman need you for? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and then other fathers don't want their daughters to mess with you because in this day and age, no offense, brothers, black men in America is at the bottom of the barrel. And anybody in their mm -hmm. right mind would outright um, train their children or educate their children 
to stay with their own group or another man um, of value. And this is why some women cannot bring black men home. Women date outside of, of, I feel black women are starting to date outside of their race. It's because they're looking for security. We have to understand nature. Female species look for alpha male. In this day and age, in this paradigm, the white man and other non-black men are in a position of power. Female species are attracted to men that are alpha males. Right now, in this day and age, Black men are degenerate. Uh huh. Now, I, I didn't even have friends. sex with anybody. He, they're lucky. If I could jump in, I, I, think, I think, Melon, I think, Empress, there are exceptions to every rule. And, and to be sure, I understand the history of oppression, I understand subjugation. And yes, socioeconomically, yes, there are the. White man, if you will, is in a position of power, although the, the world is becoming increasingly non-white at the same time. And I think, yes, there are, there are some African-American men who are degenerate. I don't, I don't count myself among those, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I'm around on a daily basis who, who may have an education, may not have an education, but who raise their children, whether they're with the mother or not, who work hard every day, who are, so to speak, on their grind and, and attempting to make progress. So I, I, I we can't, we can't. But see, that's paint. on the individual level. I'm talking about black men and nation policy. We're talking about power here. We're not talking about let's nitpick about which brother's doing what. I'm talking about the black American man as a whole. As a whole, you own nothing. You have absolutely no power. So if I'm a non-black woman. Outside of me just having a little fun with you, like sexually, I would not go outside of my men to date a black man. That's what I'm Under- saying. I'm not saying it's to Under- offend black men that they don't do their own Understood. thing personally. I'm saying Understood. as a group. No. Understood. Okay. Uh, you kind of cut me off, Melanie, and I know you're the, you're the oh, guest. I'm sorry. So I, I'll fall back a little bit. I, I no, no, go take, ahead, brother. I have to take issue with nitpick. I think that my position, and I will restate it, it, we cannot and should not paint African-American men with a broad brush, in particular in light of the history of oppression that we have encountered and experienced. I think we need to understand that, and I think we need to also acknowledge that there are African-American men who are attempting to gain power, whether it's through sports, whether it's through entertainment, whether it's through business, whether it's through hard work and having investment. So all I'm saying is that, we, and then let's look beyond America to look at Africa. You understand? They're, well, they're African I think, billionaires. So, so that's, and, that's and all I'm saying. Let me say this. Let me say this, and I'm not, I'm not particularly playing devil's advocate, but I am hearing the, the, the truth in what she's saying as this. Mm-hmm. There's always an exception to the rule. There, there are yeah. always exceptions to every rule because every black woman is not angry, but there are a lot of them. Every black yeah. man is not a deadbeat father, but there are a lot of them. And what has happened is that the climate has gotten so casual that this is an expectation regardless of who you are. Even when you look yeah. in celebrity, even when you look in celebrity, you are not going to tell me that if, Kim Kardashian and her sister and her her whole family yep. were just regular 
Italian or what uh, or Jewish. I'm not even yeah. sure what their nationality is. They right. would not surround themselves with men who are not of the level of clout that they deal with. You're, you're not an average black man when you're in, uh, mm-hmm. in when you're being pushed to to date a certain uh, outside yeah. of your race. I mean, even if you talk to black women, black women will not just take any white man. They're going to date a man Neither. who is of clout. They are going to have uh, power. They're going to be substantiated yes. with monies. And I, and I think mm-hmm. that is the point that she's saying. We're not saying that oh, yeah. black men are not oh, yeah. capable of that because I think my personal thought is that black men are supposed to be leading that whole power conundrum. That's where that's where yes. you're supposed to be, but you've yes. fallen so far under um, the thumb of other things and other people, and we're moving into this era of where the black woman is so unappreciated and even unwanted that every time you look at a successful man of color, he yep. is on the arm of someone non-African-American. And I think that is her point in saying that. Michael, we're going to come back to you in just a second. Uh, Lee, uh, 1554, are you there? Can you hear me? Do you have anything to add to the conversation so far? I'm just listening. I mean, it's it's funny, but I I do agree with her. I mean, and I'm a black man. I mean, Mm -hmm. mean, the guy guy who was on, you know, you talking about your athlete and this, 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 and that. I mean, the world ain't ran ran off brute. It ran off brain power. And ain't That's enough right. black folks out here putting their brains together doing this positive. Go, go, mm-hmm. Going to be a court, you know, entertaining people. I mean, that's that's what the white man wants you to do. I mean, cause yep. to, to, to you, to you, you know, you 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 programming and messing the generation up because now only way the kids think they can be rich is to be an entertainer. It ain't like that's right. saying, but I'm a doctor. I'm, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a banker. I own this bank. I own yep. it all field. You know, Ownership. You know, you're not you're not you're not saying that. You're saying, okay, we're gonna go ahead and get what the white man gonna give us. I mean no, and that's what uh-huh. speak that's on what it. Um, yes, and the white people push to our generation. Now if you take all the that's blacks right. out of professional sports and they create yep. their own sport, the white man won't make no money. But that's right. black folks don't get that. But I appreciate I mean, what you say. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's crazy because blacks are the biggest consumers on the planet, but you don't spend money with you spend your money with the white folks, empowering them versus empowering yourselves. That's all. Okay, Lee, we're going. Yeah, we're going to get Michael a chance. Uh, go ahead, Michael. Yeah, brother, I appreciate what you're saying. I think I think you didn't hear everything that I was saying, and maybe I was maybe a lot of the connection I was cutting off. I I didn't. I started with athletics. I talked about American men in business who who are aspiring to own. I talked about hardworking men who have a job and who want investment. So I think you, you kind of latched on to part of what I was saying, but not all of what I was saying. I also talked about the history of oppression, which I'm aware of. And, and so I hear you. I definitely hear you. I don't mind the rebuttal or the commentary. Just just when you when you comment and rebut, it was all that I said, not just part of what I said. But thank you so much for for, for adding to the conversation. 
And, and let me let me say this too, because I had to re-information myself. I don't even know if that's a word, but I had to re-information myself with regard to what oppression was, because oppression is the I think the anonym or the opposite of advantage, and it says an unjust, cruel exercise of authority and power. It says it's a sense of being overweighted in the mind and overweighted in the body capability which in essence means that you think more highly of yourself enough to where you can trick somebody else into thinking less of themselves. That's how you get your power. And a lot, and honestly, some people just don't even know that they're oppressed. I think that that is, right. I think that, that that is the biggest issue with a lot of the black move issue is that a, most people think as long as they do have a job, as long as they do have a house, as long as they do uh, have the, the latest of this and that, that they are making it, and so they they are not oppressed. I'm not sure if that's the general idea of, of most people or not. We're going to open up one other line. I'm going to call out the last four digits of your phone number. Again, we got several people on the line, and if you don't want to have anything to say, that's absolutely fine, too. Just uh, introduce yourself, whether or not you're enjoying the conversation, and add, if you would like, 9179. You're on the air. Can you hear me? Nine one seven nine. Okay, nine one seven. I think that they may just not want to have anything to say to me. One three zero five. One three zero five. I hear you. One three zero five. Are you there? No. Okay. Well, then let's go to uh, somebody else. Let's see. Forty one oh one four one zero one. Forty one are y'all scared? Uh nah, are you scared? how you doing? This is uh, Rico from Brooklyn, New York. Hi, hey, Rico. Rico, Rico how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. I'm just here listening to what you guys are talking about. You know, I've been following uh learning on her Facebook page for a while and I really enjoy what she has to say. She's really, you know, putting the facts out there. And um, I'm in support of anything, you know what I mean, of, of anything positive right now. So, you know, me personally, I've been affected by the NYPD and, like, all this Eric Gardner and all this stuff's going on. You know, I've been affected by it. I don't want to go into details, but before any of this hit mainstream, I'm going through my own personal issue with it. And um, mm-hmm. I'm all for getting together, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... and um, I'm just looking for leaders. Right now, like Melanie, you are a leader. Empress, I just got on your page, and you just need to come together. You know, so I'm, I'm just trying me, to get me, Rico, let me say something to you, because I think that uh, you said it almost in passing, but this is something that I have learned to be for truth. Um, just if you look at black history, we always wait on somebody mm-hmm. To leave. Sure. I mean, it's almost as if we were programmed to wait on somebody to say, let's do this, let's do that, let's move this, let's move that. When absolutely, before you even said, leader, let me tell you something, you said that you were having some issues in your life, and that's enough right there for you to mm-hmm. feel, to move. I feel like that's, it, it is. That, that is, yeah. that, that's too 
too late almost for us to start moving, though. I am tired. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I got fed up with uh, watching the news, and um, I don't watch the news very often. And every time I turned it on, they were telling me about another little black boy or another missing black girl or another shooting in this city or another tear gassing of this town. It's just, you know, like I'm nauseated by it, and it's getting to a mm-hmm. point where people are so numb by it that they're all on a wait for somebody to move. But the it's, thing it's like is, you don't said. you think? It's like what you but, said. We're all oppressed, and we don't even know it sometimes. Like There's a lot of people still sleeping. You know, until something mm-hmm. happens to you or you hit rock bottom and you really see it for what it is, that's when you understand mm-hmm. what's really going mm-hmm. on. And like mm-hmm. like you said, the people are oppressed. They they hooked on their jobs. The white man got them working, and they don't want to lose their job and their pensions. The same thing with the cops. Mm-hmm. Not all the cops. I don't think all the cops that turned their back on the Blasio was in agreement with 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 doing that. But they must do that because they'll 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 get a backlash over that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're all mm-hmm. controlled by that oh my that 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 dollar. To some extent, mm-hmm. that's that's the new age slavery. That's how they, they they control everybody, and a lot of people are afraid to step out, you know, because they got families to feed, you know, they, they got responsibilities, and and they're afraid to fight power. But one thing that I've been Look. hearing is that you know financially mm-hmm. we all have to come together in some fashion to mm-hmm. to 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 build our communities, and that's the best thing I've heard. Because you know what, honestly, we can't go out there and start you know, uh, retaliating, because that's not going to really solve the issue. It's going to cause more of a problem. Like when them two cops got killed up in New York, Mm -hmm. I knew something Mm -hmm. crazy was going to happen after that. And there's still going to be some repercussions over that, too, because that's not over. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad mm -hmm. you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, because that was the exact video feed that I saw on Melanin. She was making a point that I felt, well, I I didn't even feel it. It was a... It was a fleeting thought in my head, and I want you to share that with us, Melanin, because she had a particular view or an opinion, I would say a theory, um, of what that was all about. So please share that with us, and then we'll go to another caller. What was the the thing that you wanted me to say? (laughs) I want you to, if you can, just kind of recall again what you had to say with regard to the whole... uh, the, the police officers who had been killed after, um, okay. you know, in the in the oh, car. I said, yeah. yeah, I said it was um, from from my perspective. I felt that, and I still feel it is a theory um, because I don't believe uh, a black man would come all the way out his way just to kill two other minorities. Um, so I feel that that was just uh, something that was good to have. Latinos and Asians, especially the growing population up here with them in the north, to have them have uh, a different perspective for us. So in case anything is to go down, race war or some type of combat, we have no inside allies as well as outside allies when it comes to black Americans. So I think they were trying to destroy if we was to try to unify. They go like, hey, didn't you kill one of us? Because most people say, oh, a cop's a cop. No, it's a specific person that's deliberately killing us, not just mm-hmm. the uniform, that's just a job. It, yeah, I, I, I remember you saying that if it were a possibility, mm-hmm. would not the, the, the shooter 
uh, aim his anger or his gun literally yeah. at a Caucasian, that would make more right. sense. And Rico, right. you say you kind of understood that train of thought, or you felt like that had more weight. You, do you think it's a conspiracy or some you type of cycle? Yeah, you know what? I watched that same video, and you know, you have to look at it that way. You can't trust anything you see nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I I was I, I slept for a little while until something hit me, and then you, you see how things really operate. And you can't just really take things for its first yeah. uh, you know, view, you know. And I, I took that into consideration, and it did make a lot of sense because up here in New York, you have very uh, a lot of different minorities. You have the Chinese, you have the the, the yeah, I play the Spanish. You got the Haitians. You got the mm-hmm. Jamaicans. Like back in the '80s, like Jamaicans and Haitians used to go back and back and forth with each other. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, right. we all we all kind of cool now, but that theory does hold some water. You know, anything mm-hmm. is possible. We just got to be aware and 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 see it coming before it actually you know strikes. And that's exactly. And I, and I didn't take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, Empress, uh, if I could just jump in. Rico, I appreciate you calling in. A couple things. One, and we're talking about oppression versus empowerment. I think one of the main ways we can empower ourselves is economically. Ironically yeah. enough, every every major ethnic group, in particular in urban communities, they have their own industry. You see, mm-hmm. why are we buying hair? Why are we buying hair from the Koreans, for example? Do you understand? At right. the same time, one of the things that I've talked about, taught about, and tried to implement myself is something very simple, to have a job and to be able to create a job. So with whatever job that we have, we can also start a business, you see. So as you said earlier, there are many who are afraid to step out. They don't want to leave their job. At the same time, if simultaneously, and the Caribbean community is very good at this, to have a job and to start a business concurrent with your job can be used for investment purposes, buying investment property, et cetera, helping other family members, or one day building that business to the point where you can leave the job and be full-time in that business, I think is a strategy for, for self-esteem. So to your point about us coming together, yes, yeah. I think that needs to happen. And I think that as African-Americans, we need to support each other in business. Every dollar, exactly. for example, in the Asian community exchanges hands six times before it leaves that community. Our dollar, our dollar exchanges hands hands once. We get it and we spend it. We are the most aggressive consumers in the world. So, in a very real sense, we have actually made the world wealthy. So now it's time for us to make ourselves wealthy, and it is possible. Yeah. But the thing is, I think that's great. We spend the most. We could be trillionaires. I mean, we if we talked about. Um, um, having a brain fart, the 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 <laughs> 1960s where um, we were our own consumers. We trusted each other that if we needed something, even if we exactly. lived right next door to the white man or the Indian man or anybody else's store, we would drive or walk to our brother's mm-hmm. store. We are simply in competition with ourselves too much that's to right. work by itself. I mean, until you stop, until one thing that's true about every other culture as well, Michael, is they are clear about who their competition is. They're exactly. very clear. They know exactly who they are in competition with, and they know who is not 
competition. They know who exactly. is confused. They know who is the biggest player because, I mean, just, I mean, I, I thought about this when um, 9-11 happened, and we're going to have a show uh, next Sunday about conspiracy theories. Some people think 9-11 was a, was a hoax, just like Sandy Hooks and, uh-huh. and a lot of other things. But some people seem to think that black people don't really have the power that they have, and because it's never really said outwardly, it's kind of said on a slide. Just recently, um, um, the the Michael Kors purse man, the watch man, the man who's getting all this money from the black community, these $300 purses that I will never own unless it's on sale for $15 because that's all I'm spending to put $12 in it. But th- these people are saying, supposedly, I do not want black people to have my product. And what do we do? Uh-huh. We go we go buy even more. What yep. would happen? What would happen if we just stopped the spending inside of non African American business? What what would what would actually happen? And the idea of that was brought to me when we were when we were experiencing nine eleven and one of the girls said, What would happen if all the black people just walked off of off of their job? And at that time I was working in the hospital. What would happen to communities that function totally off of work? What what would happen if black people just say, you know what? And it's similar to what I just saw in the Selma. You just made up your mind that, you know, me having to have a burger from the white establishment was not that important when I could get one from the black one. You just actually just right. changed your mind about where your monies would go. Do you think that yep. that's a capability today? Uh, do you think that we could have that type of a move today? Because that's very simple. You don't have to organize. I mean, we've been organizing, walking and chanting and having our hands up, and they still are killing our babies, okay? I, right. I, you know, I understand that move. I respect that move, but I think we're well past the move of being a passive in movement because people are, were actually laughing. They were exactly. laughing at people laying down in the street when that was supposed to have been a move with regard to the loss of life. So right. what 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 actually can we do? What what actually can we do, uh, Melanie? What what is one thing that you say for sure would actually work uh to help mobilize a change in the attitude uh with regard to black uh pride and power? The first thing I would have to say is, of course, um, knowledge, so that can bring awareness and understanding um, to our circumstances. And then the next move is complete segregation. I mean, according to history, like Black Wall Street, when we was amongst our own, we we built. And that jealousy spreaded, and that's why they burnt it down. And anything that we proceeded, we proceeded to um, build, they had to come in and destroy so I feel we need total segregation. Just like everybody, every other ethnicity here in America practice that, we need to start practicing that, and that doesn't include the black ghetto. I'm talking about land that we buy for ourselves. Even to the extent of uh, understanding nationality and government, we we need to just we need to understand government, and I think that's where we're, we're lacking sadly. And uh-huh. really pull together, and once we have black corporations, that's where we can come up. Uh, and um, having po- po- political power, 
And that's uh-huh. where we're lacking. A lot of us feel like, oh, our votes count. If we're not paying to put certain people in office, this is why Obama never addresses our issue because he didn't pay for him to be in office. Corporations uh-huh. paid for him to be in office. So he's going to address uh-huh. the matters of the people who fund for him to, to win or if people want to take it to conspiracy. The elites are, once again, the elitists are corporations, once again. So if uh-huh. we don't have a foothold and, and if we don't have power amongst ourselves and we utilize that power, which is unity, then we're never going to have nobody to speak up or represent us here in America. We don't have no representation here. Mm. Michael? I think I think Melanie um, said some things that I agree with. In this, I think um, economic power drives political power. I think history shows uh-huh. that. That if we don't have economic power, we will we will not have true political power. I, I think so. We we need to. That needs to be a component of our liberation. I think I think it, it's a multifaceted issue. I don't think it's any one thing. I think it's it's yes. economic power. I think it's political power. Yes. I think it's our community healing because yes. of the racism and oppression that we have uh, experienced. In 1619, and I'll name an elephant in the room. I think we've got to learn to respect and love each other, as well as exactly. ourselves. Bottom line, exactly. you understand what I'm saying? I mean, how how many how many uh, African American men kill each other more more, exactly. more than the white man kills us in, in the sense of guns and, and what have you? I mean, you, one can argue that we're being killed because we're in this society, but it, it's all of that. So it's not any one thing; it's all of that. And, and the challenge is to bring this about simultaneously, and I think it's going to have to happen on the micro level with, with, with certain individuals as opposed to the macro level. I think earlier, I think it was Rico, I don't know if Rico's still online, but he talked yeah. about, you know, you're looking for leadership. And, Rico, I want to I encourage you, brother, and challenge you to, to be a leader yourself. Who was okay. and, and you know what, let me, let me take that back. Let me say if you are not, currently seeing yourself as a leader to see yourself as a leader. And I think it was Mahatma Gandhi who said, be the change that you want to see in the world. You understand? So I, I think it, it's we as men leading in our families, in our communities, in our mm-hmm. nation and world. Just, you understand? To see ourselves as that king, to see ourselves as that transformational person, and that mm-hmm. change starts with us, but it has to emanate like beyond us and influence other people. Exactly. Let me, babe, and let me say this. Um, we're going to take a short little commercial break, and then we're going to come back and talk about fear the last few, uh, last, I, I show 40-something minutes, but you know my computer ain't never right, because I think fear <laughs> is one of the biggest issues Agreed. that we have Agreed. in our commu- community, yes. and if we can tackle that. Real. Evidence real. 2015 is a new year, so don't look old. Get a new look, a new you at Vamoose Salon. Kegalure at Vamoose Salon specializes in making a basic look bang. Located at 703 3rd Avenue North Birmingham or call 205-234-2743 and ask for Kegalure. Tell her the Empress sent you. The first impression is a lasting impression, so what you look like does matter. Start the year off with a new look, a change, a beginning for 2015. Portia at Soho's Beauty Salon specializes in silk press and full head extensions. She's located at 231 
State Farm Parkway, Homewood, Alabama. Or you can call for an appointment at 205-807-1736. Tell her the Empress sent you. Even though the Empire was born out of my personal experience and endeavors, the Empress welcomes everyone into the Empire. If you would like to be a guest, a co-host, or simply want to suggest a topic to be discussed, contact me by email at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. I'm here. I'm you. I am here. I am you, and I am black, and I'm glad to be black. You're glad to be black tonight. You better be. Uh-uh. I don't know. I don't know about you, but... I think that there is a lot to be said about being black and being proud. Now, I I don't know if you feel it like I feel it, but I feel like we're scared, and I'm not even sure why. You know, I was talking earlier about me uh, taking the kids to see Selma. It was an excellent, excellent movie. Absolutely loved it. Um had to kind of do a little bit of teaching in between the scenes with the kids. I knew that there would possibly be some parts that were hard to watch. It started off really uh, literally with a bang, and it was just great. From It captivated everybody in that theater, which is exactly what it was supposed to be. We were able to see the, the, the process from a human perspective, from a man, and, and not just the movement, and the fear was just uh, almost, in my opinion, an undertone that wasn't even spoken. It was just there. And I think that that is the truth of where a lot of African Americans are today. I think we just scared. And I don't know what we're scared of. Now, let me tell you, I know I'm not a black man, and I think the most sought after uh, in a positive and a negative thing, uh, way in this world right now is being an African American male. Whether you two, twenty two or hundred and two, I think black men are just scarce uh in the world as representatives of what they truly are supposed to be. I think that you know, I can't help mm-hmm. it and I don't apologize for it. I think I had the discussion with Melanin before that it sometimes mm-hmm. almost feels odd that I'm so extra supportive of, of my men, but that is just yes. what I'm made out of. And I absolutely think that we should. Don't you, what do you feel about uh, the fear that I think is palpable in the black community with regard to uh, black men, Melanie? Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to fear, I think we use the term fear and black people sleeping a little bit too much. What I think it is, Uh is our people is not ready to step up to the plate and accept accountability. Because when I have sidebar conversations, whether brothers or sisters are quote-unquote conscious or not, if they read about their history to truly understand what's happening, we can have a conversation Uh about the ills that's plaguing our community. So then I first need to ask them, well, what's bothering you? And then they don't have a real logical answer to explain why aren't they uplifting themselves and their children to be better than what we're projecting ourselves to be as black adults, as role models. So I think it's pretty much accountability. Now, when it comes to, well, where's the black man's heart? Um, Where's his bravery? Um, I made a video about the black man's, um, the black man's uh, warrior spirit is trapped in captivity because they've never been placed in, I believe, brothers and sisters in this, I mean, brothers in this day and age, has not been placed uh-huh. in a situation where they literally had to give their life for their nation to understand that they do have a nation and 
you know, we are all their women and we are all their children. And I think black and black women and, and men, we were raised or we developed this mindset of, of selfishness in individuals. And uh-huh. until we unify, I, I feel um, the black man has the warrior spirit, but he just needs to know how to direct it. And not just to go out there shooting or trying to kill, but logically coming up with a plan that will help benefit people and not put us in deep eternal. Now, Rico, I have your line still open, and yes, I definitely. appreciate your calling in and appreciate you uh, being online with us tonight. And I understand you're a black man, <laughs> and I am so – I mean, I, I, I love the fact that, you know, we decide the odds when persons like yourself, you are representative of a move of possibility because – for some reason, um, we as black women have not, I don't think, exalted black men in a positive light enough, right. and nobody else is going to do it. Let's just get that clear. It's not going right. to be done. The, the the ruler of the free world right now is a black man named Osama bin Laden, and he can't even get the respect of his constituents that actually are there to protect him. I mean, I I don't know of any other presidency, and I'm not really good with history, but I can tell you I have never heard of so many security breaches. I've never heard of so much, so much, so many um, threatening, publicly threatening accounts to a presidential uh, candidate. Uh, even before he became the president, he was threatened more than any other candidate in the world, and I think mm-hmm. it is only because he is a black man. Sure, right. he is a man with a law degree. He went to one of the finest schools in the world. Sure, he's not a dark-skinned black man, but he has a drop of black blood in him, and he recognizes himself, and the world does as well as a non-Caucasian uh, leader of the free world, but he does not get the respect as others have uh, that, you know, he admitted to, I think I think he admitted to smoking a joint. But we have a public record right. of other presidential uh, uh-huh. winners who were actually convicted for drunk driving, who's, who've had all sorts of indiscretions in their past, but that was just the past. But because this man of color who happened to be the, the leader of the free world, he can't even get the respect of the free world. So why exactly would uh, I expect that anybody other than the black woman to promote and to make better the, the stance of the black man? What do you feel like black women can do to help you guys getting your, your rightful place? Because I personally think this whole issue of race and separatism and racial profile, yeah. every issue that we have will not be, uh, in my opinion, uh, corrected unless you are in your rightful place. What can we do to help that happen, Rico? Wow, that's a, that's a deep question I mean, on so many levels. And uh, someone said it earlier that uh, we're, we're, I should say, Let's say this. Let's just say damaged on so many levels, and the, the family structure is damaged. Like uh, Melanie said, you know, the leader is no longer the leader. You can't even mm-hmm. discipline. You can't even discipline your kids the way you, you, you should to get their uh, attention. You know what I mean? You, like mm-hmm. the man is no longer the man in his house because right. the female is going to threaten to lock you up if even you know. It, it's just crazy right now and. And black men, yeah, we are warriors, but we need our women. You know, we need that. We need our comfort. We need that 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 voice of reason in our heads sometimes. 
you know, to kind of formulate a plan. And that's, that's very important. And the family structure, that's, that's, that's where it starts from too. You know, having a healthy family, you have healthy children, you have a, you know, happy life. And Melanin said that also, you know, you have to uh, set a prime example. It starts with family. Um, exactly. And it, it, it's damaged, and we have to repair that. And um, also before you were saying something about uh, um, the fear that men have. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think Michael said something also about uh, about the leadership that I had mentioned. And, and that's what it is also. Uh, it's like we don't have a forum. That's why I joined this because it's positive. I'm, I'm looking for a forum where I could use my abilities to, 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 to push the movement, you know, and um, mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for, you know. And uh, sometimes uh, we don't know where to go. Where do we go? You, you understand what I'm right. saying? Do you go to Farrakhan? Do you go to, you know what I'm saying, a million <laughs> men, a uh, hundred men? You know, <laughs> we always marching, but it's like how do we – Really formally, like put a game plan together. How do we start the uh, like every uh, in Brooklyn? There's, there's a, a Chinese restaurant on every corner. Uh, you go to exactly. the, the hair salon. The hair salon. They're all Chinese owned. Uh, this corner stores. Now, maybe I don't know why a black person can't do that because maybe they don't have the context or the resources or whatever. But why don't we, like uh, Mike said, on a molecular level, combine mm-hmm. our monies and and start mm-hmm. the first. You know, a hair salon. I mean, a, a hair beauty salon. You know, something like that, or whatever it is. Like, all no, we got to put our monies together and just start one. And, and you know what? You know who does that? The, the, the Chinese. The Chinese do that. Like, I, I don't know if you noticed, know but every time, you know, uh, a Chinese restaurant opens, you know, it, they're they're funding the next person that that comes in. Like, they they, they don't have the money to buy the store when they just come right in. Right. You know what I mean? Someone right, funds right. the money. Right. And they just put them in there, and they pay that initial investor back off. That's how they do it. They never have the money, you know. And that's what we need to do. You have some of us that that have the funds or whatever. We just need to invest it in our own people. That's that's where I think it should start. Uh, uh, if I can interject line... real fast, um, Empress, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are in that you know they're waiting to. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to put you on blast, but you know they're 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 saying that they, oh, they want to speak. Oh no. I, I'm going to open up the lines now oh, because okay. some sorry. you know yeah, no, you're great, you're you're fine and I wanna make sure that everybody understands when I open up your line, if you're not gonna speak, just put yourself on mute so that we won't have a whole lot of feedback. The lines are full and I do want anybody to say whatever they do have to say and we're gonna start by introducing you by the last four digits of your phone number. Once you hear that, you know that uh, you can hear me, and then I think I can hear you, and I will not put you back on pause. So let's start. One, four, five, nine. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Can you hear me? I sure can. Yeah. Yes. Um, how you doing, Melanie Sutek? Yeah, that was me just messaging you. And yes. how you doing? Um, what's your name again? I can't. Melanie, Melanie Sutek or, or Empress? Empress, yeah, hi, how you doing, Empress? Um, yeah, I just want to, I'm just hit up on the fear thing, you know what I'm saying? I'm a soldier, I'm an RBG soldier, BPC, you know what I'm saying? I'm 26 years mm-hmm. old, and my master teacher to me is Sarasu Tensetti. So I'm just saying this so you know how I'm coming, you know what I'm saying? 
So the thing, okay. I just want to hit on that Ray Rice situation one time before I get on this fear. The thing with the Ray, the Ray Rice thing, you know what I'm saying? I mean, when you fight a man, if you can bob and weave all his throws and punches he's throwing at you, why you ain't gonna let a man hit you? So you, if you fighting a woman, I mean, if a woman swinging at you, if you just letting her sit there, and you just gonna let her swing at you, and you ain't trying to bob and weave. Okay, when she hit you, you don't get mad. But when she swung mm-hmm. at you, you could have bobbed and weaved like me and my me and my BM. You know what I'm saying? She done swung at me before. All I did was weave mm-hmm. it and grabbed her, and I told her to stop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You could stop her from swinging. You ain't you ain't have to drag her out of there. You could have stopped all that by just grabbing her and holding her. Baby, stop. Baby, chill. Calm down. You know well, what I'm saying? Because she can't overpower you. All you got to do is tell her mm-hmm. to calm down. What's she going to do? She can't get out of mm-hmm. your hole. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Or he could have just left because he got to understand that he is famous and he is okay. under and attack. Okay, and on fear. You know what I'm saying? And on fear. He, yeah, no. Yeah, oh yeah, on the fear. You know, on the fear thing. This what I'm. This thing about the fear. You know what I'm saying? You got people who want to be so much intellectuals, but they scared of really banging on these crackers, like actually getting these streets. These niggas talking all this stuff. People want to talk about stuff about the hood, but they not even actually going to the hood and connecting with people who are inside the hood. So I don't see how a person can say something about the hood or anything about it, and you ain't took your ass inside that hood and actually mingled mm-hmm. and actually talked with these people who actually got these AK-47s and these Crips in the bloods, these girls that these so-called whatever be calling thoughts. You got to actually go in the hood face-to-face contact like Sarah do, you know what I'm saying? Actually in the, in the yeah. streets with them, coming in the streets and talking to them, you know what I'm saying? Because they, they, they not fit to get on no blog talk. They not, fit to, they not fit to hit no revolution. They don't care, They don't even care none about, I'm telling you, now, I stay in Dallas, they don't care about none about this, you know what I'm saying? I, when I come well, around, I, I, pre- I appreciate your point of view, and I'm going to say this and go to the next caller, because I do think that if you have to bob and weave from your female, you need another one. I'm just going to say that because That's I love right. you. I'm just going to I'm just gonna say that because I love you. I, you are my black brother. I want exactly. you to live. I do not want you having anybody that you're going to be the protector right. of who's going to be swinging at you, so you need to get rid of her. Uh, Carla, you're on the air. I don't see your good number. Evening. But good evening. Good evening. Would you like yes. to share? Well, one thing, as I look at the topic, white privilege and what they call black pride. The only reason why white privilege still stands in today's age, I would say, because our people mm-hmm. are in a comfortable position. They're not yeah. in that, that direction, <laughs> mentally. And besides the physical, but the mental part, they're not even at that point where they said enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at times when most of our people, like yourself or others that know the thing that's gone, they they don't they don't see the emphasis that what we do today keeps this so called elute this thing we call white privilege to all these so called okay. people going. They know when we work for them, their white privilege exists. When we get locked up, their white privilege, everything we do today still keeps either one of that stuff from the white poor white trash to the one called so called elite still getting their little puts and necks of our people. So when I see the black pride, for only people to really get our people to really see pride, it really said they have to really let go. And our people still have not made that decision to really let go. And you So we got to he's saying we need to let go. Let's go to our next caller, forty nine seventy nine. Are you there? Can you hear me? 
4979. Okay, let's go to our next caller, 1305-1305. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I sure yes. can. What you got to say? Uh, shalom, brothers and sisters. My name is uh, Brother Malak. I'm, um, I'm a Hebrew Israelite. I live in the Bronx, New York. And, um, okay. you know, came in the middle of the show, you know, I, I happened to go on Facebook and I saw the Sister Melanin, um, you know, she had posted that she was on a live show. So I just, I just logged down and, and I'm, I'm just listening. You know, I mean, I've had problems with, you know, our, you know, black women, you know, well, I've been, I've been, you know, I've had some pull knives on me. I've had some try to hit me and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of women yeah. would take advantage of that because I'm I'm a shorter I'm a short man, and they you know, and um, you know, but I'm just a man just like everyone else, you know. But um, basically, you well, know. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, brother. I'm gonna say this. You deserve a queen mm-hmm. who respects her king. Period. Point blank period. A woman that will raise a nine, that will raise her hand, that will raise her voice against you when you're moving for purpose for her is not supposed to be with you. Just because Mm -hmm. she got black skin and an afro does not make her your mate. It just doesn't. So, I, you know, I applaud you for, you know, saying that truth because a lot of men won't even tell it. You know, they just act like, oh, yeah, I got mine under control. And then you read about them in the paper. They didn't have to kill that hoe because she is a whore. She's not acting like a queen. She's not acting mm-hmm. the way that she should be. But the thing right. is, if we set a tone of intolerance, some of these yeah. females will cut that mess out. They they will cut some of that out because I'm telling you, everything that we do that's in error is usually because it has been tolerated and accepted by black men. We do a lot of things just because y'all, cause y'all like it. For real, I'm just saying, we're we not that complicated. We do a lot of things because you have not said no to it. 4979, we got 30 minutes before the show is over. 4979, are you there? Can you hear me? 4979, last four digits of your phone number, 4979. Okay, what about 1305? 1305? Was that just the caller I had? 1305? Uh, yes, you, you, yes, you spoke. Yes. Um, okay. Other than, I, I wasn't done. All, all I'm going to say is Hating mm-hmm. the black, and I never had that mentality. Even though my parents are from the, they're both from the Pentecostal church, which I left when I was in my late teens, because I was asking them questions about white people, you know, about about you know their gods being white, and I didn't agree with that. I didn't, you know, I didn't like that, you know. And plus, I was introduced to a nation of Islam, which I didn't follow, and they were saying that, you know, Christ and the other disciples they wasn't white. And when I asked my family about it. They they basically brushed it off, so I kind of left, you know, because I wasn't going to bow down to a Caucasian god. But that's that's all I have to say for now. Well, I appreciate it. You know, some people who see black pride or see black uh, forwardness or black uh, positivity automatically think that it's 
in some way in a negative light with regard to white people, and it's not necessarily so. One five five four, are you there? Did you have anything else to say, Lee? One five five four, are you still on the line? Okay, and to our last caller before Miss Melanie uh, has the last say, eighty two fifty four. 8254, are you there? Can you hear me? Okay, what about 9179? I know y'all there. I can hear you breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you breathing. Well, Melanie, tell us if you have anything grand going on uh, in your near future, anything we need to look out for or watch for? Um. Y- yes, Um. I will be working diligently with brothers and sisters um, throughout the United States to come out, speak, to just be a part of any social gatherings about that's focused on solution and how we can liberate our people. Um, I'm also trying to put together an event this summer here in New York City in Prospect Park. So if everything falls through in uh, my New York City chapter, um, brothers and sisters who profess that they are devoted to our liberation and we team up here in New York, uh, we can really get things uh, moving and uh, for 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 the better of our people. So those are the those are the things that I got going on with myself and uh, continue to build with brothers and sisters and anybody who gives me a platform to speak, I'll be honored to to speak. Whether it's on blog talk, uh, travel to go and speak, and I just continue to to master my craft. And so when I deliver, I'll be on point. You are already on point, sister. I want to tell you thank you so much for being a part of our show tonight. I always go empire at the end, which means I just get it all out and say it how I want to say it without having to be politically correct. But thank you so much for coming on to the show tonight. Uh, It has been an excellent, excellent talk. I don't think this is the last of this talk. And just just to let you know, on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, we're going to talk about agape love. You know, all January we're going to be talking about love, the different types of it. We had it on and popping last Wednesday talking about Eros love, and on this Wednesday we'll be talking about agape love. And um, next Sunday we're going to, of course, go back into our conspiracy theories of what we think is and is not, but right before I go into Everything begins with an honest, open conversation. The Empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from childcare, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. It has been an excellent show tonight. We talked about black progression. We talked about white privilege and you know everything begins with a conversation i'm so glad that rico was able to call in tonight and tell us that you know sometimes he just needs some direction on what to do i'm telling you we're made out of the answer already you know whatever you believe whoever you believe in 
you're going to leave a legacy behind. It's up to you what that legacy is. And we don't actually have to have a specific blueprint to know what is good for us and what is good for in our lives and our communities. I'm pretty sure you can look around in your life, Rico, just like I can, and see something that needs you. Something simple. It's, it's not going to be got to be anything really, really big. Just the move of a positive black man in another black person's life more uh, more aggressively in a youth of, of, of tomorrow's life is, is, is changing. You know, everything doesn't change like as, as a big bomb or as a, as a big move. Everything begins with simple steps. You know, if I take care of me and mine, at the same time as my neighbor taking care of him and his and they and theirs, it begins to be a forward movement. Some things just have, have to start with just a positive move in the right direction. Some things we know are just not right, okay? It's just ain't, ain't, it's, ain't nothing right about a sister raising her hand to a black man, period, period. I mean, you whoop children, uh, you, you whoop children. You don't put your hand on another person, uh, and that goes for the men, too, to try to make them do anything. If you have to prove your power over anything and it's an adult, you're wasting your time and your effort. You put that energy into something that really matters. We talked about economics a lot tonight, too, about pooling monies together. You know, black people, we love spending money. We love competing with everybody that looks like us, and ain't nobody studying that. You know, that's, that's Southern. Ain't nobody studying that. Don't nobody care that you got the latest Jordans but your baby eating ramen noodles. See, my babies be full over here, over in this habitat. We get full and then we take care of some other wants and things. We don't go out just to be spending money. We went out to see a movie today that had some black history opportunities of teaching in them. We're not, we're not going to spend a whole lot of money to go and see all of these things that have no bearing on who we are. We first, I think the most important thing is like my sister Melanie said, we got to get some knowledge. We got to first understand who we are. If you don't believe that you know king or queen, ain't nobody else going to damn believe it. You can preach it to the mountaintops. You can recite. You can hold up and don't shoot all you want to. But until you actually believe that you deserve something better and act like that, then you will get no different from what you have. I have said this for the last two or three shows. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different outcome. Okay, I am so supportive of those who supported the the moves in here in Birmingham, Alabama, in different cities around the United States with the no shoot and holding your hands up and, and, and in remembrance of those who have lost their lives. And I'm not disrespecting or desecrating that in any shape, form, or fashion, but there has to be some true action. I mean, people say all the time that money talks and, and litigation does too. When you're wronged, use the systems that are already in place against the people who are doing wrong to you. Don't support things that are in our communities that are wrong. Do not ask the police to come and arrest a white officer for shooting a little black boy in the back if you're going to be okay with Pookie shooting him in the back. We got to get, we got to get some very fundamental things done. It's almost like football, and I'm not the greatest you know, roll tide. I'm not the greatest 
uh, about rules and sports, but some very fundamental things, just being human. Treat your brother and sister like you want to be treated. Help your brother and sister like you would need help for yourself. We can't ask for things that we're not even willing to give to ourselves. And do not, and let, let this be the biggest moment, do not expect people who do not look like you to care about stuff that affects you. You out your rabbit mind if you think that we're going to get a move of people who are non-African American to care when we act like we don't care. I mean, that's just some basic common sense, if you ask me. I love my people. I'm going to have to act like I love my people. I'm going to have to correct my people when they're out of line. I'm going to have to push the laws that are in place for people that are like that. If I, if I see my brother with a female that is treating him poorly, we have to damn that. You know what I'm saying? We have to not accept ill actions and then turn around and ask for uh, another group of people to respect us when we don't even respect ourselves. I'm not going to sit idle. Like, I, I can't I can't be comfortable uh, with it being okay for you to mistreat me or my sister or my brother or, or the children of my sisters and brothers unjustly and then think it's just going to be cool when um, who can them do something wrong to them. If you know a molester, turn that bastard in. If you know a killer, turn him in. I mean, you, you cannot ask for something that you're not willing to do yourself. I'm black, and I'm proud. I'm proud of being black. Like, I'm not ashamed of being who I am and what I am. It's not going to change. No amount of yakky hair, no amount of silky straight number two down my back party. And, yeah, I can wear it, but it does not change who I am. Who I am is a black woman. I will die a black woman, but I'm going to die a proud black woman.
everything begins with an honest, open conversation. The Empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from childcare, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.